The Rebel Leadership Podcast, a refreshing take on authentic leadership told through real stories. Let's smash the status quo and change how leaders lead once and for all. When someone is in their sweet spot, magic happens. Leaders have a huge responsibility in finding the sweet spots of their employees. It's a choice. They can either seek to understand each employee on that human level, learn what truly drives and motivates them, or they can simply have them do the job they were hired to do. But when you allow people the freedom to work on what fills their cup, what lights them up, it's a movement. And it can take your business to greater heights that you could never, ever imagine. We're feeling it for ourselves. In this episode, Bryn Tyndall, he's the CEO and owner of Rebel Interactive Group. And I talk about the intricacies of the sweet spot and how leaders play a big part in that cultural choice. But we also tackle the idea of prioritizing your time and making sure that the urgent tasks don't get in the way of that critical sweet spot. Listen, reflect, and embrace your next aha moment. So this week we were having a conversation and and you looked at me and I was kind of like flitting around here. I was having a really good day. I was super happy. And and that's not out of the ordinary. Right, right. And so you said something to me and it kind of made me pause and I was like, yeah, I guess you're right. Do you remember what what that conversation was? Well, I think what I noticed is that, yeah, you are normally perky and cheery and all that kind of stuff, but I think you've been overly cheery and perky. And I said, I think we've really found your sweet spot with respect to what you're doing and and where we're going with these things. And you kind of lit up and acknowledged it, right? Yeah, and it was was funny you said that because later that night, my husband and I were talking about like how little sleep we get because we have two little kids. And I've been waking up really early to do work before they wake up. And that's kind of like my me time. And I can do the things that I really want to do that get dwarfed by the day-to-day tasks. And I am so not a morning person. So if you remember last year or the year before for Lent, we always give up crazy things. And one year I gave up the snooze button. And it was like the most difficult thing I've ever done in my life. I'll never do it again. But I, I always used to rely on that. And I could never wake up early and nothing motivated me to get up and do start doing tasks. Obviously, life motivates you to get up. Right. But now it's so different. It's like when I was talking to him about it, it was that I kind of can't wait to get the day started. It's like, okay, sleep is done. Now let's let's go. Let's do this. And that related to the sweet spot. But it takes so long to figure out what that sweet spot is. And it's really difficult. What's been... What's been your experience with like finding people's sweet spot and the role of leadership in doing yeah, so? Yeah, I don't think you can do that overnight. You know, it's like it, it's a form of getting to know someone, mm-hmm. right? You know, if you think about, you know, what, what are they like? What do they dislike? That It's not that different with when you're, when you're working with people, you know, and they, they sometimes can express it in different ways. Sometimes just the body language, the face, that the, the, they gravitate towards it, but sometimes they don't, right? And so you, you kind of have to watch for you know, those things that seem to excite them, you're listening to the stories that you're telling, that they're telling in and around it, and you're trying to figure out, okay, so that's what really motivates them. And right. I, I've found when you can align 
people with what they're most passionate about, which is also usually what they're they're good at, mm-hmm. right? And and align that with what the company in this case in the job context needs to happen. That's when the real magic starts to happen. Then it doesn't feel like work. Then it then it just becomes part of sort of your fiber, right? right. You, and you your mind is like activated and it's nonstop about ways to keep enhancing, 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 enhancing. And and that's what I, I was talking about the sweet spot the other day. You know, with you, it seems like all the stars aligned. You're right in the zone, yeah. right? right? Yeah, so. and you see it. Like uh, someone explained a concept to me called the flow state. And when someone's in the flow state, they're just like rich in thought, and they're they're at the peak productivity, and they're feeling really good about what they're doing. But it's right aligned with their strengths, and that's that's really difficult as leaders because you have so many people that are relying on you to guide them and direct them and um, put them in the right places so that they can succeed. And you have so many of your own tasks to accomplish. And you also have the big picture vision. So what I've always struggled with and have been learning alongside you as we lead this company is how to, how to protect your time in those places that it's not just about the urgency of the task. It's also very important to protect your time towards that bigger picture stuff so that you can get in your sweet spot that then ultimately affects everybody else. Yeah. You know, so it's a two, two thoughts on that, you know, with respect to sweet spot and talented people and aligning with company vision and so forth, that, that is much trickier than it may sound. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I just want to touch on that again, because you know, not all businesses are calibrated in in a way that they can activate people, smart people, motivated people, in order to perform functions. Right? You know, they I think they are they're too linear in the way they think. Yeah. We do this, and therefore nothing outside of this really computes. Yeah. Right. Well, and so, not only that, but they hired for this, hired and for therefore this, right. that person is in that role. Yeah. Exactly. And, yeah. and so the you know, so so if I brought you in to do this task, that's the task you do, yeah. and. I'll hire people to do this. Well, that's not necessarily the way people are wired, right? So that's what I was talking about, the learning of what they like, what they can do, where their passions are, where, how do you align that with the, where the company is going. And, and sometimes when you find just an absolute rock star uh, and they've, they've identified something that really activates them, you know, I've moved the company mission and vision along the line of that individual, realigned it because yeah. I, I know that that's a rocket ship if I can activate it. Yeah. Um, so, and that's a different way of thinking too, right? Yeah, it is. So, uh, it's a choice and, and it really takes time to get to know that person because the subtleties, sometimes people don't know what they're super passionate about. You know, they don't necessarily realize it themselves. There's a lot of self-awareness that goes into being able to articulate what drives you forward and motivates you. And sometimes it just happens and it hits you over the head and sometimes it just evolves. So you have to spend a lot of time really looking and paying attention and listening and that emotional EQ of reading the room when they light, you can see it in people's eyes and the way that their body language projects and, and then also acting on it. So it's like one way to observe it. That's also difficult. It's another thing to say, we're going to go do this and we're going to do it fast enough so that we don't lose the flame that is within that person. Yeah, you know, sometimes, you know, in life, you'll be presented with a a task or an activity and you've never done it before, but you start to do it and you realize, wow, this comes really easy to you, right? And then there are times when you're presented with tasks and you're struggling, 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 struggling. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that's called, but when that's what we're talking about, you know, when you align with 
something you did in another life. Like I said, I don't know that you're wired to do. And sometimes to your point, you don't even know that you're wired to do it. But when you stumble across it, sometimes that's where you, that's where I'm, we are are really working to activate that. Right. And some of our best ideas have come from those moments where you put the right person. It's not even jobs anymore because they're, they're all so like hybrid. I, I really can't think of many people here in this organization of almost 80 people that have one crystal clear role. Everything is kind of like this amorphous role, which which we've found sometimes it's difficult to operationalize that. So there's challenges with doing that because there's not a lot of black and white clarity and, and people do crave clarity. But on the other hand, you really see how that changes. Like it really gets the best version out of everybody and we can feel it in our walls. You can feel it when people walk in and pop in rooms and say hi to each other and and really this this amazing culture emerges when you let people allow them to be joyful at work and allow them to do the things that really light them up as a human. Yeah, I mean allow them to be them, right? Yeah. You know, and and like I said the the trick in that is, you know, and people left to their sort of natural state will start to drop back to what they're good at, right? So I think there's a balance between, you know, continuing to push people into those areas that they may or may not even know that they're good at, yeah. right? And then aligning it with the business purpose and need. That's the trick, right? You have to be able to align it so so that what they're doing, they may enjoy it, but it's also derives purpose in the business and, and in the members around it can see that where they're contributing, yeah. right? So I think that's key. And, and the second piece that you were talking about there is, you know, in terms of the, the work-life active all that stuff it's become i think very fluid what i mean by that is that where one stops and starts they're not definitive lines anymore this was certainly you know more clear than ever over the last year when most people were working from home and you wake up and you check your you know you check your email and do a little work and then you do the laundry and then you do this and then you do that and you take the and and it's it's just very fluid and i've started to look at all of those to-dos is just literally that, to-dos. It's no longer it's work or it's play or it's home life. It's just stuff that has to get done in the course of moving everything forward. And so I think if you think of it like that, you know, in terms of just movement, everything's going to move mm-hmm. and you're trying to do everything the best you can. It, it helps understand why when you're waking up early and your mind's already on, it isn't necessarily work. It's just part of the process yeah, now. That's the groove that you're life. in kind yeah. of thing. In. Yeah. And you were talking about um, the prioritization of tasks a moment yeah. ago. I think this is also something that's kind of critical t- to think about because um, if you think about how some people, just let's just use email as an example, how some people read email. Some people read it from the bottom up, which is kind of frustrating, right? Because <laughs> if you think about a lot of lot One way that grinds your yeah. gears is yeah. when someone doesn't read from the latest <laughs> thread. Latest down, yeah. right? Uh, so when they're when they're responding to something you sent, you know, oh, so five minutes ago, yeah. right? It's yeah. out. It's out of date already, right? So that that's kind of annoying. But but what the reality is, the way most people work is they they think about their day and they start to plan their day and they think of activities as a to do list. And some people build to do lists and then they just start knocking off the list. Right, I put this on one, so it's one, and I put this on two, and it's two, and mm-hmm. this is three, and so forth. That's that's not honestly the way life works, if you think about yeah. it, right? You know, uh, n- opportunities and or nine one ones, you know, d- drop out of the sky, and and you have got to be able to pivot and weigh those in on the fly against everything else that you have to get done, and determine which is the priority. Yeah. Right. I think, and we it, use that term a lot, priority. Yeah. But it can be it can be conveyed in many different ways. So yeah. 
um, you were you shared with me a, a TED talk the other day yeah. about prioritization in the emergency room. Mm-hmm. How did that how did that connect? Like, can you explain the concept a little bit? And how does it connect to a working environment like in a business? Yeah. So, I mean, what the, the, I forget the woman's name, but she did a brilliant job. But she was talking about the fact that, you know, there are priority ones, priority twos and priority threes. And think of that in terms of life threatening injured but not going to die and just okay right and they categorize them and and when I was listening to that I was thinking about the way that we work right which is very much that the you start your day with activities and then a 911 occurs that you know where you've got to stop and put your energy we had one of these drop into our lap last night that we mm-hmm. had to stop what we were doing because of the opportunity yep. reprioritize everything else that was already and you know considered a hot thing to get done but that became the hot hottest yep. right and it has to happen at that timing, right? And if people start to think of their to-do lists like that like, and prioritize them, first focus on what's read, read most important. And, and most important it varies depending on the circumstances of the day and the right. situation and so forth. So it's, it's not just yeah. prioritize. So it's not yeah. always if it looks like this, do it. It's if it looks like this and in the context of whatever it is that you're working on, it's number one, right? So and when you get all those done, you move to the second category. We get all those done, you move to the third category. And that may mean, you, you know, that you you got all the ones done and you start on twos, but then another two ones drop in your lap. You've got to stop the one, the twos again and get back to the ones. And mm-hmm. and this this is why, you know, when you wake up every day, if you're working like this, it seems like you're always getting the most important stuff done, the most important stuff done. And your yep. list, unfortunately... Is never over. It's never over, right? Your yeah. to-do list. I know that yeah. for perfectionists, no, that can drive some people over. crazy. But mm-hmm. yes, you do have to stop at the end of the day, and those things carry forward, and then you reassess it again. That, yeah. That's the way I think. You know, we as a company are working and need to continue thinking. There was an old coworker of mine. Um, she used to always have a different analogy on the same principle, and it was called "eat the frog." So every day there's something looming on your to-do list Mm. that you keep pushing to the next day and the next day and you're not making progress and it's just staring at you and it's stressing you out. And so the principle is if you eat that frog, that task is that frog. If you eat that frog, nothing could possibly be worse that day and you just have complete clarity. So as as a leader of this organization, I try and get those big things done that weigh on me or that ignite me, that are heavy to-dos, that they're complex, difficult things your mind has to wrap around. And if I get those done in the morning, I'm my best self here during the day because I don't have that anxious feeling of like, I should have made progress on that thing that was very important because those one priorities then you do have to, you do really do need to get those in and off your plate, in and off your plate, like a ping pong ball. But if you keep only prioritizing the ones, the urgent ones, you're never going to be able to ignite that passion that we were talking about before. You have to find the balance of putting the priority on the things, yes, that are urgent and in the grand scheme of your role in your job that absolutely 100% are urgent, but you also need to fiercely protect what drives you and mm-hmm. what gets you up in the morning and what gets you excited. Sure. And that balance is just extremely important at least from my perspective yeah, no, i think it's 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 what we're talking about the the fluidity of it all what you've just also hit on is another very specialized skill set that we've identified and this is when you are given a, a task that whether you don't want to do it because it's just going to be difficult or just it's large and you start to look at i think of it in terms of like the mountain that you have to mm-hmm. climb right and you look at that mountain and you're like shit that's a big mountain you mm-hmm. know and then you come in the next day and you're like i'll start it tomorrow no that's a big mountain you know and you just can't seem to figure out where to start and 
what we've learned, and this is something we teach here, as you know, is you know that to start to begin to break down that journey up the mountain into small, manageable chunks, steps, so that each day there's movement that occurs, right? And you're progressing forward against a plan versus trying to figure out how to get to the, just starting to like get to the top without really, you know, doing it. When you, when you think about breaking down those tasks into manageable pieces, all of a sudden there's movement that starts to occur and you get that feeling, which is what drives us all of progress and accomplishment, checked it off my to-do list. I can see movement, which powers the next phase of it. And this is, is tricky for people to do. It's very complicated. And this is yeah. something that we're trying to get our leaders here, as you know, to teach and adopt and keep moving down through, through the teams, right, is this concept of just making progress each day, right? Absolutely. It's a form of, like, life, our precious resource, which is time. We have to protect it, prioritize it, be able to check it off, see what where our time was spent and what we accomplished with that time. And just overall, that is what we found is contributing to growing a culture that is like really dynamic. The vibe's always positive. We're able to swing with the ups and downs and get the best out of people along the way. Yeah. It's, it's been, it's been interesting, you know, this, this window that we've, we're coming through, you know, post COVID, you know, you know, I think we've seen a lot of soul searching, Yeah, a lot. Of you know, happening searching. from people, you know, they, there's you, a lot of tears. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but, <laughs> but just, positive tears, like all these revelations that people have like, revelations, re- revelations <laughs> of, of people who are just really reflecting and, and choosing to put that first to just understand like why this was such a complicated year that we all lived through. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's impacted people in ways I don't think we're, we are going to understand as a society for quite some time. But what, what it's, what's come of it is you see a lot of people starting to sort of like, okay, I need change. I don't know what kind of change yeah. I need, but yeah. I just need some sort of change, yeah. right? You know, and, and um, if you, if, again, if you go back to how we started this conversation about you can within an existing framework of the, your to-dos and your job, if you start to adopt and modify what they do, you can start to feed that as well just by simply mm-hmm. aligning again that that itch that they feel to do something else, right, to, to grow and groom them versus necessarily having to get up and go try it someplace else. So um, it's certainly something, you know, you and I have been put a lot of energy at and struggling with and we'll continue yeah. to evolve in. Always. So.